We're going over Rhodey's huge upset victory on the road against the VCU Rams and their come-from-behind victory against the St. Joseph's Hawks and a big upcoming week for the Rams as they play LaSalle and Duquesne at home. We have it all here, all for you, on Ballin' with B-Show. And welcome to Season 2, Episode 12 of Ballin' with B-Show. As always, I'm your host, Gavin B-Show. And today, we are going to talk about Rhodey's great week as they upset VCU. Huge game for the Rams. Necessarily one that was overlooked, as especially by me. Looked at this game where if they lose, hey, if they go in battle, I'm fine with it. But the Rhode Island Rams did not waver. They played a tough game throughout. VCU never led. The closest they had was a 9-9 tie in the early going of the game. Rhode Island and VCU were basically uh, switching buckets um, just back and forth, back and forth. The first, I'd say, 10 minutes before URI really started to pull ahead. They got as much as a 15-point lead, a 30-15 to lead in the first half before VCU got it down to only a seven-point deficit by the half. And it seemed like it might be slipping out of Rhodey's hands, but they kept fighting and fighting. Um, Marco Santos Silva, he only had 11 points and 14 rebounds due to Cyril's unbelievable defense on him. He sized them up. He uh, let them know that, hey, I'm here, all right? And Cyril was not, he didn't score the most points, but his defensive play was tremendous on Marcus Santos Silva. Near the mid of the second half, getting down to 8-10 minutes left in the game, VCU made a charge and got the game back to 51-50 to uh, in favor of the Rhode Island Rams in that one. But Marcus Evans was clicking, Durante Jenkins was clicking, and it felt like, man, if Rhode Island could just get a bucket and just hold on for dear life. And that's exactly what Rhode Island did. They went on a streak where they scored on eight straight possessions, couple key layups, a couple key shots from Fats Russell, and of course, Jeff Doughton's free throw shots sealed the game for Rhode Island in the late going of that game. Rhode Island ended up winning by nine in that one. Jeff Doughton had 21 points and seven rebounds. Fats Russell had 16 points, but seven steals. Seven. That tied, I think, a Rhode Island record, if not beat it. I think it was around that range. Tyree Smart had 13 points, seven rebounds, and four assists. And of course, Rhode by two points. 13 rebounds. VCU was led by Durante Jenkins, who had 14 points and 6 rebounds. Mark Sevens and Marcus Santos Silva both had 11 of their own. Rhode Island shot 36.8% from the field, not the best, but comparing to their defense, they only let VCU shoot 21 for 67 or 31.3% mark from the field. Rhode Island, eh, they, they struggled from three. They couldn't really get their shots in, shooting around 29%, but they held VCU to only 21.4%, a team that usually shoots around 35 Uh, Great defense from the Rams outside of the arc. Rhode Island's free throws were unbelievable, going 19 for 22. Getting to the line was a key factor in that game, especially came to the end with Fast Russell and Jeff Doughton hitting key free throws was clutch for the Rams. 
and the turnover battle was around the same round. Turned the ball over 15 times compared to VCU's 14 times. This game was just an amazing game to watch. For the last five minutes, my heart was beating. My chest, my my heart was out of my stomach, out of my chest. I don't even know what I'm saying because guess what? I was like, my hands were sweaty. They were covering my face the whole time. I didn't know what to do. I was just like, please hold on, please hold on, please hold on. And that's exactly what the Rams did. They fought tough, and they held on as hard as they could, which I really thought was a great showing for Rodon on the road. And the Rams broke the second, at the time, longest home winning streak. It was VCU, I think around 21 games. Um, I think I saw that graphic, but... Rodon, as of late, with Cyril Langevin and Jeff Down, seem to have VCU's number. They are 7-1 against the VCU Rams, Jeff and Cyril are. So they've had some great luck versus VCU. And hopefully that can uh, travel or take place at the end of the month when they host them on the 31st at the Ryan Center. But moving on, Rodon, big win versus VCU, but they got to go on the road to St. Joe's, a, a place where Rodon is very familiar with um, especially being in the conference for a while. Come, some would say kind of conference rivals, not as big as they were back in the day, but St. Joe's. Rodon has had struggled playing, especially at St. Joe's. Last year, Fast Russell dropped 41 points and en route to an overtime victory. I knew this was going to be a close game, and sure it was. Rodon started off slow, going down 8-2 to two in the early going. Um, and VC, and uh, not VCU, but URI just could not seem to get the ball to go in the basket. It was a very frustrating first half. They couldn't get anything going. They were getting a lot of points in the paint, which they did all game. But at the end of the first half, Rhode Island was down 6, 35-29. They shot 28% from the field, going 11 for 39 in the first half and 0 for 8 from 3. And they shot only 46% from the free throw line, 7 for 15. So obviously a disgusting half for the Rams. Not not what you want to see from a team that just came off a huge uh, program victory over VCU, especially when it comes to NCAA tournament uh, implications. St. Joe's got as big as a lead as 10, 47-37 after their forward hit a 3. I don't even know how he hit it. But then Rhode Island, with a three-pointer from Thatch Russell, got it to 53-50 to with a St. Joe's lead after a timeout. And Rhodey, they finished off on a 21-8 run, defeating the St. Joseph Hawks by 10, 71-61. The Rams were led by Fats Russell, who had 23 of his 25 points in the second half with five rebounds and two steals. Tyrese Martin had 15.7 rebounds, and Cyril, of course, gets his double-double with 14 points and a massive 15 rebounds with a good nine or so offensive rebounds for the Rams. They shot, you know, their average 40% from the field after struggling in the first half and only 23% from the three-point three line, uh, three-point range. And they did shoot poorly from the free-throw line. Most of that comes to the, uh, due to the first half. Rams going 5 for 7 in the, uh, five no, 5 for 6 rather in the second half. They shot 47.6% from the free-throw line going 10 for 21, turning the ball over but only 6 Times St. Joe's really had that one-man show of Ryan Daly with 21 points and seven rebounds, and he had help from Anthony Longpray, DJ Brown, and some others. But St. Joe's shot 37% from the field, only a measly 17% from the three-point line, which is really what killed them. They got some good looks, they just could not convert. They went five for 29. That's like if they made a couple like if that percentage is at 25%. 
which is like below average for them still, they would win that game. But Rhodey willed their way out. They played a tough matchup, and they won in a big-time victory over the St. Joseph Hawks. I personally was just like, I was as excited as the Saint uh, as the VCU game because a VCU win, uh, a VCU loss, and a St. Joe's loss, those two are definitely different things. A VCU loss on the road is a VCU loss on the road. It's all right, get back. If you played hard, good. You got embarrassed, got some things to work on. A St. Joe's loss that ruins your whole season, basically, making you bet on the A10 tournament to make a run to the March Madness tournament. So. That win was huge to the Rams. I knew it was going to be a tough game going in, but I didn't know it was going to be that tough, to be honest. Rhode Island, though, cannot stop. They got a game on Saturday against the 10-6 LaSalle Explorers as they come in on Saturday at the Ryan Center. Uh, they are 1-3 in the conference, face the 11-5 Rhode Island Rams. Uh, they are 3-1 in the conference after winning two straight, actually three straight, but two in the last week to VCU. And St. Joe's for the Rams. Fast Russell leads with 19.6 per game uh, points per game, five assists a game, and 3.3 steals up there at the top. Um, one of the top two, top three in the nation when it comes to steals. Jeff Down, who note did not play in the St. Joe's Hawks game because he played in a charity event that was unsanctioned, so he was suspended by one game, and they were let known around 90 minutes before tip off. The NCAA has been just you know, screwing over the Rhode Rams, as it seems, with, of course, Antoine Walker, but now he's back, and, of course, Jeremy Shepard and his waiver denial, as well as, of course, Jeff Dowen, who's playing in a charity event over the summer. I guess not sanctioned, but it's a charity event. But I know I know that you can't make profit off of um, college athletes, but it, it's a charity game. I, I don't know what I can say. It's just stupid. The NCAA has been all over us all year long. Won't be surprised if they take him out for, again, for the Marsh Madness tournament, knowing our luck. But he's averaging 13.8 points a game. Didn't play last uh, night versus the Hawks. Tyrese Martin, 12.2 points a game, is 6.6 rebounds. And Cyril averaging a triple, uh, not triple, double-double with 10.2 points and 11.1 rebounds. The Rams shooting 42.1% from the field, which has improved over the past week a little bit. And staying at the same mark, around 30% from the three-point uh, three range, as well as 69% uh, from the free-throw line, turning the ball over only 12.6 times. They play LaSalle, though. They are led by Isaiah Diaz-Guard, who averages 12 points a game, and David Betty, who's also um, you know, doing really good for the Explorers this year with 9.5 points a game. And their big man, Ed Croswell, averaging 9.1 points and 6.8 rebounds. LaSalle averaging around the same field goal percentage and free throw percentage. But the thing is, they shoot a little better than the Rams from the three, going 34%, 4% more than the Rams, 30 And But a downfall to this team is they turn the ball over a lot. They average 15.3 turnovers a game. I think it's the most rounds face a team um, when it comes to turnovers. So if Rodan could be aggressive and get ahead, I think this could be... Um, a good matchup for the Rams, especially as they do fumble the ball a lot on offense for uh, LaSalle. They do give it up a lot, and I think if the Brown Rams can uh, take advantage of that and really turn uh, fast break points and turnovers into offense and buckets, I think they should be well off uh, with the LaSalle Explorers. But they could be pesky. You know, they've played a couple teams tough. Uh, they played Villanova tough, Penn tough. So, I mean... 
this team is, you know, capable of doing, you know, things where they can stick around for a while. But I think just, I think it's going to be a close game at first. I think it's going to be around like 10, like, it's going to be close for the first 10 minutes. And if Rhode Island starts turning the ball, like, getting turnovers and hitting uh, hitting shots, I think that's, that's when it, um, you know, that's when it gets out of control. If you or I can get, you know, a big 20-point victory or like uh, a 10-plus point victory over LaSalle, that will be huge, especially when it comes to the net rankings as Rhode Island now ranks 63, an improvement from 77 of last week after their win over Davidson. And in the Ken Pomeroy rankings, they rank 68, an improvement from, I think, around 82, 83 from last week. So much a week can change. So much uh, change can happen in a week when it comes to these type of stuff. We can get big time wins, so if Rhode Island can take care of LaSalle. That's that's great because they really need that going into a big game Wednesday night at home at seven o'clock, the twenty second of January. They host fifteen and two Duquesne, who is five and zero in the conference. They have wins over Davidson and uh, St. Louis. They do have a loss to Marshall by twenty, but this team is just um, outperforming everyone's thoughts. They did have a close overtime win over Fordham. Yes, Fordham, 58-56 last night. But this team has been outperforming uh, anyone's expectations. They are shooting uh, an amazing 45.2% from the field. They are shooting a little better than Rhode Island, going 32.2% from the three-point range. And But they do make their free throws 76.5% from the charity stripe and turning the ball over only 12.9 points a game. Their big men are key in this game. They're led by Marcus Weathers, a forward, and Michael Hughes, a center. Marcus Weathers with 13.9 points a game, 8.2 rebounds a game, and Michael Hughes with 10.4 points a game and 6.9 rebounds. Their guard leader, Sincere Carey, averages 11.5 points a game and 4.6 assists, also led by Tavian Dunn-Martin. This game is absolutely humongous for the Rams. If they can beat LaSalle by 10-plus points, help the net ratings out, and then host Duquesne, who's coming in here all red hot, hot and ready, whatever you want to call it. They're 5-0. and They have no games until uh, from last night until next Wednesday, so they have a lot of time to prepare for Rhode Island. But if Rhode Island can pull out a victory against Duquesne, who is very, very good um, as of late or uh, so far this season, that would be huge for the Rams when it comes to um, those types of you know rankings to the net, team rankings, uh, Ken Pomeroy, all that good stuff. If the Rams can get the win against Duquesne at home, it would be a testament to the Rams that they, they're for real. They're, like, watch out, A-10, because this team, it, it, they're for real. Um, and that can help them get to the talk of the second, the se- third, maybe the second best team in the conference, uh, sparring St. Louis and Richmond, who this team did, uh, who Duquesne did beat by a good amount. I think it was 14 um, against the St. Louis Billikens. But the key for Rodon is locked down Michael Hughes and Marcus Weathers. Michael Hughes is the center. Um, he's a big man, doesn't really shoot the ball at all. So if Cyril can really lock up Michael Hughes, that would be clutch as well as Antoine Walker and Jermaine Harris got to do work on Marcus Weathers. Can't forget about him. He's averaging 13.9 points. You got to really put a body on him if you want to stop him down low. And of course, you got to try to stop the kickouts and the free throw, the chances they get at the free throw line. If Ron could, you know, 
they did against St. Joe's. They did not foul a lot. They did very good. They actually forced fouls. They got to the free throw line a lot. They did that in the VCU game as well, and that, I think that's what helped them, you know, uh, stop the clock, reset, gain momentum. So if Rodon can stop uh, the Dukes from getting into the free throw line and e- like try to get and getting easy buckets down low, I think that'd be uh, a key to Rodon, unless the the offensive side, the defensive side, their three point percentage is not the best, but again. Uh, it's more than roadies, but 32.2%, you know, something to sneeze at, but it's like, you know, not as good as, you know, we faced like Davidson and VCU who we've locked down, uh, from that range. So if the Rams can just, you know, stop them from getting the free throw line, commit turnovers on defense and turn those into points, like they will, hopefully they will against LaSalle, they should, you know, maybe pull a victory out against Duquesne, which would be huge for the Rams. And on the offensive side, again, Defense is number one in this game. Like you, you gotta lock them down, but because they have a lot of facets to their game. If you're an offense, the main key is to expose uh, the lack of you know pure guards that they have. Of course, they have two great big men. Their guards, since you're Carey, Tavian, Dunn Martin, and some others. You know, if Rodon can really expose them, Fouts Russell have a great game. Jeff Downton hit that elbow jumper. He always likes to hit that fadeaway. If they can really extend the floor and space it out and then get down low to Jermaine and Cyril and really beat up on Michael Hughes and Marcus Weathers and get their foul totals up, that would be a key to the uh, major key, a um, couple major keys to the offensive battle in that one for the Rams. So, Rody got a big couple games, but the A-10 play does not stop. We had a few great ones last week as well as this upcoming week. Starting with last week on last Friday, or Saturday rather, Rhode Island beat VCU obviously. Dayton just dismantled UMass, 88-60. St. Bonaventure beat Fordham, nothing to see. George Mason beat LaSalle. Oh, big game was Davidson and St. Joseph's. Okay, Davidson, you know, not playing well at all, but Ryan Daly. It's the he, number. He was number one on top ten. He hits this miraculous tap in three for the tie at the buzzer to turn this game to overtime. But nevertheless, Davidson pulled that one out. Oh, six point victory, led by John Axel Goodmanson, who did it all around with thirty points and ten rebounds. Duquesne had a test game, a testy against George Washington as they only uh, they squeaked by, only winning by five. 66-61, and St. Louis goes on the road and defeats Richmond by 16, 74-58. We go to Tuesday. You had two great games in VCU, Dayton, and Richmond, Davidson. Richmond went on the road, defeat Davidson, coming back from their loss against St. Louis. They defeated the Davidson Wildcats by 6, 70-64. And then VCU traveled to Dayton in a game where, you know, VCU actually had a lead for a while, but Dayton just went on a 22-0 run, um, expanding that lead and, you know, just cruising the rest of the way. And Obi Toppin had 24 points and that rebounds, um, leading to a 79-65 victory of with Dayton over the VCU Rams. And, of course, last night, Wednesday, you had Brown St. Joe's, Fordham with that overtime, um, almost upset over Duquesne, George Washington, Led by Armel Potter with 26 points, upset the George Mason Pirates, and St. Bonaventure took care of the UMass Minutemen. Now, on Friday, tomorrow night, big game. Number 13, David Dayton, travels to St. Louis 
St. Louis team that's succeeded so far. They are 3-1 with their only loss to the Duquesne Dukes, but coming off a 16-point victory over the Richmond Spiders. So, that's a great game to look out for tomorrow night. On Saturday, of course, you have Uri LaSalle, but then you have St. Bonaventure traveling to VCU. Hopefully, they can get snap that two-game losing streak and uh, take care of the 4-0 St. Bonaventure Bonnies. Um, St. Joseph's goes on the road to Penn at the Palestra for a game, not an A-10 play. But Richmond travels to George Mason, which could be a test game for them, and then George Washington plays UMass. And on Sunday, Davidson travels to Fordham. Hopefully Davidson can pick it up and get a win there. And on Tuesday, VCU travels to St. Joe's. And then next Wednesday, you have a lot of great games. You have Duquesne, Rhode Island, St. Bonaventure, Dayton, LaSalle, Richmond, St. Louis, Davidson, so you got a lot of good ones, and then you have, of course, the other ones, Fordham, George Washington, and UMass, George Mason. But next Wednesday, you got a lot of A-10 games that can really have some impact, not just now, but later in the A-10 season. We'll finally take a look for the first time this year at the A-10 standings as of today, January 16th, Thursday. Duquesne is in first place with a 5-0 record and 15-2, uh, 5-0 record in the A-10 and 15-2 and overall. Uh, Dayton. After the win over VCU, put them at 4-0, 15-2 overall. St. Bonaventure is right behind them with a 4-0 record. They're 12-5 overall. They are getting hot at the right moment with Oshun Oshuni back in the lineup. St. Louis at 3-1, tied with Richmond and Rhode Island, um, all at 3-1. Then you have VCU trailing at 2-2. Two two. You have a slew of teams that include George Washington, George Mason, UMass, LaSalle, and Davidson at 1-3. Fordham at 0-4 because they stink and the St. Joseph Hawks at 0-5. So as it stands, Rhode Island is currently the sixth team in the A-10. Nothing to worry about as they have a crack at Duquesne and a crack at LaSalle. If they can, get, if they can go 2-0 this week, that would be huge for um, their record in conference. Hopefully a couple upsets can spur up. They could be in the top four by, after this week clears up. Now, we can look into... Across the nation, and I am um, uh, last week. I told you the games for the week for the Power Five, but turned out that my computer was set a week ahead, and I got shown the games for this weekend. So, if you want to see some great games this weekend and you want to know what they are, go back to my last episode, episode 11 Time to Bounce Back of Ballin' with B Show, and you'll get a full recap of this upcoming weekend. But I do have the scores from this past week in college basketball. And I'll tell you what, a lot of top 25 teams went down. Let's start on Friday night. Last Friday, Butler traveled to PC in a game of undefeateds in the Big East. Butler took care of the Friars 70-58. Iowa went uh, hosts Maryland and just absolutely obliterates them 67-49. to and then on Saturday, we had some marquee matchups, including number four Baylor at number three Kansas. And number four Baylor goes into Fog Allen Fieldhouse and defeats the Rock Chalk Jayhawks 67 to 55. Indiana pulls off the upset at home against number 11 Ohio State by 12, as well as number 17 West Virginia defeating number two Texas Tech 66 to 54. Syracuse, led by Buddy Boheim. Defeat the Virginia Cavaliers 63-55. And Wisconsin 
upsets Penn State 58-49. to And then on Sunday, Purdue absolutely hammers the Michigan State Spartans by 29-71 to 42. And the Minnesota Golden Gophers with Rick Patino in the gray court defeat number 19 Michigan 75-67. Big 10 away games are the hardest thing ever. It's I think I saw a thing the other night with their uh, Big 10 teams are 5 and 32 on the road. Always hard to come across a Big 10 road victory against a very um good team, presumably, as that conference is stacked with teams, of course, but head on to the Pac-12, Oregon State won by 17 over number 25, Arizona, and then on Tuesday night, we had some action between the Clemson Tigers as they hosted the number three, Dukies, as Dick Vitale would call them, but Clemson won 79-72, an upset for sure over the Duke Blue Devils, Wisconsin carrying that stick. They say, give me that, Maryland. They beat number 17 team in the country by two, 56-54, uh, over, uh, after a game-winning three in the corner by the Wisconsin Badgers. And then on Wednesday, Alabama, a team Rhode Island beat earlier in the year by 14, beat number four, Auburn, by 19. The last that leaves one undefeated remaining team, that is San Diego State. But number four, Auburn, goes down and as well as their undefeated streak, as well as number 18, Seton Hall, um, playing number five, Butler. Again, another Big East undefeated, uh, of undefeated in that game. And Miles Powell, with 29 points, leads the Pirates past the Butler Bulldogs, hitting them their first Big East loss, 78-70. And South Carolina, with the luck, of a bank three at the buzzer, defeated the Kentucky Wildcats, who were number 10 in the nation at the time, uh, 81-78. Temple defeated Wichita State by 12, 65-53. The Shockers, who were number 18, or 16, rather, in the nation at the moment. And Georgetown, wow. Mac McClung leads the Hoyas past number 25-ranked Creighton Jayhawks, 83-80. We had 16 Top 25 upsets, 20, you had, well, not upsets, but 16, uh, 15 top 25 um, teams lost this weekend, including 16 games because Maryland lost twice this past week. So a great past week. I'm getting ready for a great one this week when it comes to Power 5 games. Again, on my last episode, I went over those games for this weekend, but Rhodey, they need to improve. They got to beat LaSalle. They got to go on and show the A-10 don't mess with the Rams. As they played Duquesne on Wednesday, a statement game, one could say, at the Ryan Center. So there we go. LaSalle, 12:30 at home at the Ryan Center. And Duquesne next Wednesday at home at 7 p.m. sharp. We've got a lot of great upcoming games in the A-10 as it starts getting into the heat of January or starting to get in that beginning February stage where A-10 play, there's upsets and battles happen and everything is crazy. We're covering everything from the A-10 to the Power 5 to across the nation. We've got everything college basketball you need to know. Stay tuned for next Thursday's episode of Balling with B-Show as we go over more Rhode Island basketball and college basketball from across the nation and... Go roadie.
They got big couple games, statement games. I'm excited. I hope you are too. And as always, roadie, roadie, roadie.